professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. The opinions of the commentator or commentators are solely those of the commentators and not of CJAD 800 or Aspo Media Radio. Whatever gets you through the night. CJD time is 7.07. Welcome to What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, and I'm joined by my co-host, as I am every Monday night at 7, from Fuller Landau, Josh Miller. Josh, welcome back. Hello. Thank you very much. So what's on the menu for tonight? Tonight, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by companies that have been around for decades and decades through the different economies, through the different... Uh, generations of their family and tonight is another great story of uh, a, fa a family business it's been around for I believe over 50 years uh, they're in a business of wholesaling appliances and time is always precious so I welcome Howard Wallace from Debcel Inc and uh, and uh, the, let's uh, let's get this let's get the story on the road Howard tell us a little bit of what Debcel does and how it got started. Yeah, sure, thank you. Uh, we've been around, as you said, uh, since uh, 1959. My father started this business uh, way back when. Uh, they started off small. They started off in a basement uh, of a townhome in Cote St. Loop. My father and mother started this off, worked hours and hours and hours daily. I remember as a kid having my mother uh, type invoices on the old typewriter. Used to make the sale in 30 seconds, took her four days to type the invoices. But things got done, things started growing. Um, I got in this business by accident, actually. Yeah, my father, unfortunately, had a stroke in 93. Uh, my sister at the time was uh, just finishing university and she decided to help out with the business, but at one point she wanted to pursue other interests, go on with her career. And I, at the time, was uh, consulting in investor relations. I have a master's degree in business, uh, finance. I was writing annual reports. I was having a very nice time uh, meeting all sorts of interesting people. And my parents, my father had turned ill and my mother was by herself. And basically they had a decision whether they were going to continue, whether they were going to sell it uh, outright or hire outside management. And I said, you know what, if you're prepared to go and hire somebody, I'm going to make the investment of my time and come into the family business. And that's what I did in 93. There's a, there's a long story. I mean, you took that, that 60 seconds and you, you really told a story of a, probably about 20 years so where Debsell is, uh, what do they do? They sell all kinds of appliances? Yeah, pretty much we, we, we wholesale every major brand. Uh, we specialize in the replacement business, so if you own an apartment building or a condo uh, development or an old age home or if you work for a hospital or government agency, you pretty much buy from us. We sell at wholesale pricing uh, basic fridges, uh, stuff that people need to keep their food cold on a daily basis. Uh, mm -hmm. We, sorry, also expanded... Um, because, again, after the 10,000th fridge, you're sort of wondering what else you're going to sell to your customer base. And we expanded into mattresses and furniture and commercial laundry. And we just actually picked up a line uh, called safety elements, which is a specific cover for coil element stoves that prevents fires. And that would be ideal for where you have uh, older people who forget that the stove is on, uh, eliminates grease fires completely. So we're trying to develop that market in eastern Ontario and Quebec. Let's take a step back for a minute. You said your dad got into this business. Uh, I believe he was a salesman for Westinghouse at one point. 
and he kind of built it. Did he build it up to this, what it exactly is today? Where did, where did that go? It was a it was a good small mom and pop shop. We were we had uh, you know a couple of million dollars in sales and uh, working out of the basement, very low overhead. We outsourced uh, shipping, we outsourced warehousing. Uh, my father and mother pretty much did everything, from uh, sales to invoices to collecting to servicing. I remember as a kid going with my dad, and fixing people's laundry machines because that's just what you did. Uh, but again, that lasted. Uh, as you say, about 20 years, and then, you know, it gets competitive out there. And we had a recession, I believe, in the 80s, mid-80s sometime. There was a washout in the industry. And uh, because my parents always ran lean, not out of any kind of intelligence, although they're very smart people, uh, just because out of necessity, you, you have to keep your costs down to, to a bare minimum when you're working on margins that are in single digits. Uh, so the competitors run out of business. And, you know, we were in the game. I mean, a big part of success is being in the game. And they managed to be in the game. And we took a lot of customers that were being serviced by the people who went bankrupt and built it on there. You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD, presented by Fuller Landau, a new show all about business people just like you who have struggled and managed to succeed in the end. And uh, Josh Miller of Fuller Landau, along with our guest this evening, Howard Wallace of Debsell. They are an appliance wholesaler. You said that your 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 dad was basically your parents were worked the business probably for a good twenty five years before one of their children got in. Uh, can you explain when your I think it was your sister that started in with your parents before you even got there? How, how was that? How did that process work? My sister was just finishing up university. She's six years younger than I am, and uh, she was still at home. And when my father had the stroke, we needed somebody to carry on the business. My mother knew pretty much everything about the business, all the accounts, all the customers, because she had worked with my father for so many years, so she had similar relationships. Uh, what she wasn't comfortable doing was selling. My sister is a natural salesperson, so the marriage was perfect. She took care of the sales, my mother took care of the books, and we went on and forward. Uh, my sister, of course, being a young woman, you know, needed to go expand. She finished her Bachelor's of Commerce degree and wanted to do other things. She didn't really want to sit there for the family business. Presented an opportunity for me. Did you have, um, you know, you, you didn't come from this business and your sister was looking at a different path. So when you were, where did you come from? You you were totally outside this business, weren't you? Oh, I, 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 I finished my MBA in 84, went right through. Uh, ended up working for AES Computers, a word processing company that ended up belly up because all they did was word processing when word was being introduced. Uh, ended up at a publisher called Globe, National Examiner, Inquirer type thing. Spent five years there doing everything from writing copy to selling diamonds to putting together video and audio cassettes. Uh, it's a great thing to do as a kid. Finished my MBA at 24, 25. One of my projects was a uh, exercise video. I ended up going down to California interviewing Barbara Eden, Tina Louise, all the, the, the icons of, of television that I grew up watching. And you left that for the appliances. And Makes you a lot know, of sense. sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And uh, shortly after that, I ended up being hired by a company called Burson Marsteller, a big PR firm out of the States. Ended up with them for five, six years, uh, doing investor relations, uh, writing speeches, annual reports. You know, effectively, it was fun because you were creating a new product almost every day. Uh, every time you met somebody, there's something better to do. So you, you, you're ending up uh, a lot of creative work. 
but the you know I was brought up taking care of my family is very important and if the business needed someone to take care of it I'm the eldest son there wasn't a lot of conversation there so I decided to do that that's the voice of Howard Wallace of Debcel. They're, they are an appliance wholesaler. If you want to pick Howard's brain, the number is 514-790-0991. Star Talk free on Bell Mobility. This is What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. It's 7.15 right now on CJAD. Professional advice with a personal touch. Consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. It's 7.18 on Montreal's News Talk leader, CJAD 800. This is What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau. Are you a struggling business owner? You can weather the storm. And our guest tonight has done just that. Howard Wallace, an appliance wholesaler. He uh, owns Debcel Incorporated. And my co-host, as he is every Monday night at 7 p.m., is Josh Miller of Fuller Landau. Just before the break, Howard, you were talking about how you were just coming into the company. Your father was ill. Uh, your sister was there but didn't want to stay on what was your role when you first came in you mentioned that that you wanted to really your 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 business and your goal and your objective was to take care of the family so now that you're in there what's your role and what do you do with this business yeah I actually started off as the gopher the gopher everything I came in in June and if anybody knows anything about Quebec they know that we have a moving season and the moving season is June, where three million people move for no particular reason. <laughs> well, we follow the moves because our main business is the apartment buildings and we supply the replacement product for those buildings. So I walked in in June and nobody had time to talk to me because my father was there who couldn't do much. My mother was doing what she did. My sister was doing what she did. And I sat there basically saying, what do I need to do? Uh, my father, for as ill as he was, was a very focused individual and he explained to me in rather brief words what he expected me to do and he said go get business and effectively that's what I started doing I started opening up the yellow pages and looking at the property managers and trying to make appointments with people who would buy from us and I started off uh, didn't do much in Montreal because we, we supply even at that time about half the market now we're about 70% of the market in Montreal uh, so I started in Ottawa and I started phoning up uh, people in Ottawa who never heard of us before and I got rejected more than I Got accepted, but I'm a, a young man and I'm used to being rejected, so it shouldn't have been a big deal. And uh, slow but sure, you learn the product and, and, and you, you learn what people want. We're, we're, we're fortunate that we, we, we were, the stuff we sell is limited in skew. So for an apartment building, we don't need to sell 45 different brands of fridges. There's two or three different sizes, two or three different colors, and you go forward. So there wasn't that much to learn. Uh, the knowledge comes later when you start going into condo projects and, and you have to start understanding what you're selling people. Uh, ventilation, for example, has to be to code and certain buildings can't take more than certain CFM, so you, you need to get some kind of knowledge after that. But so I started off knowing zero. In fact, even today, I'm not sure I know everything, but we're learning. So you're more in sales, and uh, but you had to, I mean, with your dad being ill, you had to get more in the administrative side. Uh, your your mom was there, and I believe she still is oh, there. My what, mom, what was her role? God bless her, 76 years old. She collects all of the money. I, I'm thinking sometimes of closing the business and just hiring her out as a collector because she's probably the best <laughs> in the business. No uh, guilt, right? She no, doesn't give no, any no, guilt to no, anybody? No, she doesn't use Jewish guilt. You know, I, I had one customer who called me up complaining that my accounts receivable person was rude. 
I said, it's my 76-year-old mother, and if she was rude to you, she probably had reason to be. So pay your bill. You're taking food out of my grandson's uh, mouth. Something along those <laughs> lines, yeah. And how is that family dynamic, uh, Howard? Do you often get into confrontations with, with your mother or sister, no, or did, does it, everyone mesh well? Surprisingly not. Everybody has a real role to play. Uh, you know, my, my father being ill wasn't able to contribute, and, and I'll be honest enough to say that had he not gotten ill, I wouldn't have been in the business because two people can't be right all the time at the same time. So, you know, he was our transition while, you know, you know look, at it. we're at a point where my father was the business, he was a salesman. Salesman got sick, your business is in jeopardy. I came in basically to get those sales where they had to go. Um, but because he was unable to, partip- to participate at, at, at the level that he was used to, um, my decisions went unchallenged. I mean, we, we, we spoke about it and he let it be known, yes or no, there's the right way to do it. But, but you know, you always, I always had a goal. I always knew I had to sell more today than I sold yesterday. And tomorrow I got to sell more than I sold today. I mean, you know, people look at, at, at companies and people are managed by weekly numbers and you got to increase by so much. That's, that's ridiculous. You know, you, you got to take a longer term view of business in general, right? You're, you're not judged, sorry, most people are judged by how much they sell on that day, but in general, businesses don't run by selling today. We sell appliances. If I don't sell the fridge today, I'll sell it tomorrow. It's not tomatoes, I don't go rotten. Uh, you know, we also don't sell paper. Paper people use every nanosecond, they have to keep on buying more paper. Fridges hopefully don't break for 10 years. You're listening to uh, Howard Wallace. He is an appliance wholesaler, and he's the owner of Debcel Inc. This is what keeps you up night nights on uh, CJ80, presented by Fuller Landau. CJ80 time right now is 7.23. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 725 on Montreal's News Talk leader, CJAD800. This is What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program all about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. I'm Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. We were talking before about decision-making and family relationships. Uh, with you coming into the business and your, your dad not around, uh, was there a, a dynamic that was either missing or that was a benefit that you felt you could take an opportunity for? Again, you know, it's, my father always, uh, you know, as sick as he was, his mind was always sharp. So, he, you know, he was doing this business for many, many years and always had the right um, idea of what should happen. But he was confident enough in me. I mean, I did a lot in my career before I came into the company. He was confident enough in my decision-making ability to let me run with it. And, you know, any business will succeed because you have a person making decisions because someone takes responsibility good or bad and drives the business forward i've been lucky to make more right decisions than wrong ones and i've made some wrong ones uh but in general i've, I've taken it on the right course and you know any business will succeed if somebody stands up and takes responsibility and i think we did that is there any decision that you've taken the wrong one that you mentioned that you regret or learned from none that i regret uh, you know, there there are clients you look back at and say, uh, you know, perhaps I shouldn't have taken that job or, you know, you're not as profitable as you want to be or the problems that ensue from doing a job or a project, uh, you know, become so onerous that you're saying, you know, perhaps it wasn't the right thing for me to do. Uh, but, you know, you know, business, you got to be in the game. You know, if I'm in a business that if you're out of people's mind, they're not buying from you. 
So you need to be in front of them. You got to take on the project, even though it's as profitable or not profitable. You know, if you want to, if you, I've taken projects where I've broken even because it was important for me to do that project because the, 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 the future, the, the next phase would have been given to somebody else had I not want it. You say you were never really challenged by the family. Everybody was on the same page. What about the employees? Did they ever challenge or they were just happy with somebody making a decision? I, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, the employees I have now, to be perfectly fair, uh, I'm lucky. Um, they're they're loyal. They, they they know their jobs. I'm able to go out of the office and do what I do well, which is to sell and promote the company, knowing that uh, the product's going to get delivered and orders are going to be taken and customers are going to be taken care of. And from that perspective, we have a good uh, six seven people in the office who do all that. We have uh, today we're five teams of drivers, so we're 10 people on the road, plus four technicians, plus an office staff. So we're, we're 22, 23 people. And, you know, they're the ones who represent Epsell to the end customer. And is it always perfect? Of course it's not always perfect. I mean, you got to be silly to think it's ever going to be. But I think in general, they do a great job. I think they really, they, they really care. And to me, you know, when you're hiring employees, people say, uh, you know, it's tough to find good people. It, it, right, it's tough to find good people. What it's really tough to find is people who care. And I will accept mistakes. I will accept, uh, you know, having people who maybe aren't the sharpest tool in the shed, but if they care and they take responsibility for what they do, to me, that's worth everything. You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights on a CJAD presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. And our guest this evening is Howard Wallace. He's an appliance wholesaler of Debcel. And if you are a struggling business owner or if you just want to pick Howard's brain, the numbers are 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talk, star 8255 on Bell Mobility. And you can even text your message to 514-800. CJAD time is coming up to 730. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. The opinions of the commentator or commentators are solely those of the commentators and not of CJAD 800 or Astral Media Radio. CJD time is coming up to 7.33. This is a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. What keeps you up nights? Presented by Fuller Landau. I'm Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. And our guest this evening is Howard Wallace, an appliance wholesaler from Debsell Inc. And gentlemen, we have a caller on the line at 514-790-0991. Uh, Warren, I believe, Warren, you're, you're actually a customer of, uh, of Debsell, aren't you? Yes, I am. Now, have you dealt with the uh, collection agent, the matriarch Wallace? I've done with Mrs. Wallace for 33 years, and Mr. Wallace gave me my break when I started, and now I'm dealing with Howard. I dealt with his sister. The family is unreal. They're the best. So do you recognize uh, Warren? I Absolutely. Guess? How are you, Warren? Hey, Howard. <laughs> I know you called me this morning. I apologize for not calling you back. <laughs> <laughs> he was busy preparing for the show. <laughs> All right, Warren, that's, uh, do you have any comments? This is the best family that I've ever dealt with in business. Service is unreal. It's fantastic. Just dealing with Howard and his mother is a pleasure. I bumped into his mother, as a matter of fact, last week, and the first thing she did is she took out her pictures of her grandchildren. She said, Warren, i got to show you some <laughs> kids. And I was with my wife, and then we showed her our grandchildren. But um, 
Howard's got the right idea and he knows what he's doing, and good luck to him. Very much appreciated, Warren. Thank you very much. Thanks for thanks so much for calling, Warren. And uh, Howard, do you do you find that that sort of um, the nice wholesome family image uh, actually improves your business as opposed Absolutely. to maybe being a sterile warehouse? So. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we have customers who bought from my father in 1961 who are still buying from us. Uh, Warren's family being one of them, uh, and uh, you know. I carry a BlackBerry, as most people do today. Uh, much to my wife Jody's chagrin, uh, she would rather me dump it in the ocean somewhere. Uh, but the short answer is, I'm always reachable. All my customers know my email, know my cell number. If there's a problem, I much prefer to hear about a small problem and I can solve something than wait the day, two days, five days, uh, and then have it become a big problem and then it's finished. Uh, there was a story I heard from somebody saying, if you've called a customer back after four hours, you're three hours and 59 minutes too late. So you need to, you know, that, that attention to clients. I mean, I think one of the things that differentiates us from all the other, and let's be real, we sell commodity. We sell white fritters, keep your food cold. Uh, it's not much different than what you'd find in any other store, except that what you are going to find different is um, we deliver what we promise, when we promise, and if there's any issue, you call the owner and it gets fixed. Not too many people can say that. It's interesting. You're talking about Blackberries and technology. Has technology over the years changed the client's expectation? They've, you know, it's funny you say that. Everybody's become the expert. Uh, pricing is, 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 is so silly now because everybody goes on the internet, shops 45 stores and comes back with a great price. I had a customer call me up uh, not too long ago about how she found the Sub-Zero fridge for $3,000. Uh, of course, she found it somewhere in California and if you calculated the shipping and the duty and everything, it would have cost her $10,000 and then nobody would have serviced it for her. Uh, it, 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 it spoils the market. My, my honest opinion is, you know, too much information isn't that great. It confuses people, and then people cherry-pick the information they want to see. So you're dealing, you know, I always love the, uh, the stores who advertise, uh, we pay the taxes. Well, you know, I don't know where you live, but, but <laughs> here everybody pays taxes. And, 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 you know, no tax, with all due respect, is just a bunch of BS. So if you do the math, uh, what stores normally do is they calculate based on MSRP, which nobody sells for, and then give you a 12% discount, which effectively means you're paying normal prices, including the taxes. So, you know, there's a lot of that, uh, I'll use the wrong word, bait and switch going around there. And it's a lot of it's got to do with technology. People surf the net, they see all the specials, they... they, they they, they get they get solicited on on a, on a uh, almost by the minute basis of the special of the month. I mean, you take a look at the you know you get your dishwasher for one hundred and fifty dollars. You can't buy the motor of a dishwasher for one hundred and fifty dollars. So, you know, let's 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 put a perspective on what you're truly buying. You're not in retail. Is that one of the reasons you didn't go into retail? Yeah, uh, retail is a very very cutthroat business. I I, I admire people who 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 deal in retail. Uh, as I don't have the patience with respect to deal with retail clients. I worked at a band for many years. I was a working musician at the age of 15 and played in wedding bands for 20 odd years. It stopped being fun when you started, you know, after the thousandth wedding, you're dealing with the same questions over and over and over again. And I'm much better off where I am now or for the same hour, I can sell a project of 220 fridges uh, instead of fighting over you know, whether it's the white, right shade of white. Is, uh, when we were talking before, of the customer called Warren, it's always great to hear compliments from, from clients. I certainly can, can, can recognize and, and be familiar with that. Is that what kind of gets you up in the morning? Uh, is that, you know, your, what, keeps you, what gets you up in the morning? It, 
the thing about this business that I like the most is the relationships. Uh, you know, I sell a commodity product. Uh, so the product itself is, you know, I'd love to say it's the most exciting thing in the world, but let's be fair. We started, you know, cooking is fire. We haven't advanced much beyond that. It's the same refrigeration technology they were using in the 1940s. It really hasn't, you know, other than making the motors smaller, more efficient. It's the same technology. So the product itself, you know, despite the manufacturer's claim, is not as exciting as it should be. What's, what's exciting is dealing with the people. What's exciting is every day is a different story. Our guest this evening is Howard Wallace. He's an appliance wholesaler with Deb Cell. And this is What Keeps You Up Nights on a CJAD. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. You were talking right at the beginning of the show about low margins and, you know, trying to, you got to need high volume. How do you manage from, I mean, does that make purchasing that much more important? Distribution in general is all about purchasing. It's all about the best deal you can negotiate with the manufacturer, usually on volume. Uh, manufacturers today all build to order. If you're uh, an account that buys less than two or $300,000 a year, the manufacturer doesn't want to talk to you. It's, it's not efficient for them to sell you. So you need to be able to buy in the seven figures from the manufacturers to make it any worthwhile. Uh, therefore, my business becomes, you know, my, my main job, which is done usually at the end of the year, beginning of the new year, is to negotiate with the manufacturers on the SKUs that I buy. And it's an ongoing battle. Uh, they're under pressure to increase their sell-through, and I'm under pressure to decrease that sell-through because that affects my margins. Um, hopefully, you know, usually we come to a happy medium. I mean, they're entitled to make a profit. they got to stay in business like everybody else. Uh, I can't raise prices because my customers are very price-sensitive in, in my business, uh, and I cater, and I'll, 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 I'll admit that I'm in the property management business because I deal with the property managers, and their problems end up becoming my problems. Um, it's also a very low margin, very intensive business where every nickel counts. Um, Do you have any, uh, I'm sure, you know, with being in the business for so many years, dealing with uh, the, the wonderful clients in construction and in the property management business, is there any story that sticks out to illustrate your point? We have a few. Uh, one of the things we do is we install. So we had a major project for a major hotel. We'll rename, rename, remain nameless. Uh, and I remember the day uh, because uh, it was, uh, they were wanted to open July 1st weekend and June 30th, I got a panic call from a client. You didn't finish installing the cooktops. I said, what do you mean we didn't finish installing the cooktops? We, we told you we we're going to finish installing the cooktops and you know, we live with our word. And he starts yelling and screaming and dancing up and down. And I said, okay, I'm going to go June 30th at four o'clock in the afternoon and go visit your hotel and make sure that all your cooktops are done for July 1st. No problem. If I got to hire eight guys to get it done, We'll hire eight guys, it's going to get done. So I traipse over to the hotel Friday night, walk upstairs, take a look at the tour, take a look at all the rooms where the cooktops, of course, aren't installed. I call the client and I say, you know, you happen to be right. The cooktops aren't installed, but what would you need to put in in order for us to install your cooktops? None of the counters were installed. The customer was trying to save a dollar and basically purchase granite from China. Granite came in wrong. They had this, another Chinese shipment coming in, broken. Yet a third Chinese, so they were late about four weeks on the granite. And of course it was sitting in a box in the basement and it was July 1st weekend. So of course nothing was gonna be installed because the construction workers are union and we're not, and they weren't working on July, July 1st weekend. So 
the customer didn't really take the time because he was going on vacation for July 1st weekend and didn't take the time to go walk in to his site and inspect the units before jumping on his suppliers. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, you laugh about it now because you can laugh about it now. It was a little stressful at the time because I was getting angry at my guys because, you know, I, I take it very seriously. If I promise a job's going to get done on time and I'm giving my word, which effectively is worth more than any contract, um, the job's got to get done. Certainly, it can be definitely stressful moments when the customers, because the customer is always right. Sure, they are. Absolutely. You, you mentioned, uh, int- very interesting, you mentioned China. We were talking about purchasing before. Do you purchase from China? No. I, I, manufacturers source certain products from China. 12 cubic foot refrigerators, unfortunately, today are all made in China. Any brand, pick one, they all come from the same factory. I do not believe in purchasing from China. I firmly believe in supporting people who are local. Uh, if you recall uh, years ago when President Bush decided to give uh, every American $5,000 to spend to improve the American economy, uh, most Americans went out and started shopping at Walmart, which may have helped the Chinese economy because Walmart buys all their stuff from China, but certainly didn't help the American economy. If you want to help your economy, you got to buy locally. Buy from the corner drugstore, buy from the corner depreneur, buy from the corner hardware guy, buy from Debcel, who's a local company. Uh, you know, you'll support the people who at the end of the day will support you. If they're not making any money, they're not buying your goods either. So the only real way of really of, of, of improving your economy and improving your local situation is to support the businesses that are local to you. But if there's such low margins and you're really trying to eke out a profit, then wouldn't you go for the, for the less expensive product? No. At the end of the day, you get what you pay for. Uh, we expanded, as I mentioned previously, into furniture. So we supply a lot of the old age residences with complete rooms, beds and mattresses and, and furniture. We buy locally. We buy from Quebec companies that manufacture here. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons. One, that when the customer wants the same shade of red they purchased two weeks ago and it's coming from China in nine weeks, I can't guarantee that it's going to be the same shade of red. Uh, and I won't take it back. Therefore, I want to avoid that argument. Uh, I much prefer to buy from the local guy who happens to be five blocks from me who can turn around a piece of furniture in 10 days to the exact same specifications of what I bought two years ago. And everybody's happy. So with all the purchasing you have, um, and you, you mentioned growth earlier, and I, I would like to touch on that a little bit and, and how much you grew. How did you manage the, the inventory that you got to keep? Uh, again, as I mentioned, we, we, we don't, we keep a large volume of inventory, but it's not, uh, what's trying to find the right word. There's not a lot of SKUs. Okay? My customers in general use 10 SKUs. A lot of it, thank God, but 10 SKUs. So from that perspective, I know I'm buying by truck. I'm getting a truck every 10 days of stoves and fridges. And, and you know, they come in. We have the right guys. We have scanners. We have uh, lifts. We have you know, all the right things you'd expect to find a distributor. Um, we have guys who work very, very hard to make sure that uh, things are placed properly and the trucks get out on time. So, you know, the, my business becomes timely delivery. At the end of the day, it's price and delivery and even price sometimes isn't that important because if I give you the fridge but don't deliver it, what's that worth to you? Nothing, right? Because you don't have the fridge. If you're buying it for yourself, you can wait two days, five days, eight days, four months because it's yourself and you're planning for that. If you're buying it for tenants who know the rental law like the back of their hand and you don't deliver the fridge the next day, there's a problem because as soon as the tenants start complaining to the property managers, they start complaining to you. So your job is to make sure that when the guy calls you up at four in the afternoon or six o'clock at night, tomorrow, sometime during tomorrow, 
his tenant has his fridge. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that distinguishes us, I mean, despite the claims by competitors that they can do this, uh, the true answer is the only one who can truly deliver the next day is us. That's the voice of Howard Wallace. He's an appliance wholesaler with Debcel. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. This is what keeps you up nights on a CJAD at 745. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 749 on Montreal's News Talk Leader, CJAD 800. Are you a struggling business owner? You can weather the storm. And our guest this evening has done just that. His name is Howard Wallace. He's an appliance wholesaler with Debcel. And this, of course, is what keeps you up nights, presented by Fuller Landau. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. We were talking earlier, uh, Howard, about trust, working with people and trusting them and uh, knowing that, you know, you're a decision maker and, and people got to come along. With the growth that you've experienced and the number of employees, um, how, what what style of management has worked or not worked for you? I got us. I'm a. I, I grew up, for lack of a better word, uh, in a consulting firm. Uh, very collegial. Very let's all work together. Rah rah, go team, go type stuff. Um, where there's not a lot of dictatorial styles, and quite frankly, in consulting, that just doesn't work. Um, so I've, I've I think I've carried that forward. Uh, I'm not a micromanager. My father, God bless him, was a micromanager. He would sit there and watch you work, and he would be right. I remember him, uh, you know, looking at construction projects and telling the carpenter that he was off by one thirty-second of an inch, and he was correct. He was off by one thirty-second of an inch, but that's not my style. I, you know, I firmly believe that you got to give people direction, you got to give them a goal, and you got to let them do that goal. I don't need to be in their back pocket showing them what to do or watching them do it because if I do. I don't need them. If I have to sit there and watch them do their work, that means I'm not doing my work. Um, and, you know, I don't need the person to sit there and do something that I can do just as well. But there must be a fine line between letting them do their job and watching them. I mean, hopefully they make the, the right decisions all the time, but being involved in it and, you know, letting them kind of get to the point where you say, you know it's going to go wrong, you know it's going to go off the deep end. How do you reel them back? I, I insist on looking at most of the major stuff. So let's take part of my style that may tick my staff off. I check everything. It's my nature to double check. I'll check the back door to make sure they locked it. Because not that I don't trust them that they did it, because it's my nature to do that. So I will look at every manufacturer invoice, not because I don't trust my staff to pass a thing, because I feel better knowing that I'm being charged the right price. I will check all the invoices going out, because as honest as my customers are, uh, they will complain about a five cent overcharge, but will never tell you they got stuff they never paid for. So you need to check all the stuff going out. Uh, and I, I like my staff to try and quote when customers call in, but I want to know what you're quoting. Tell me what the cost is. Tell me what you're making. If you're making twenty dollars, you shouldn't be working for me. Uh, if you're making a reasonable margin, then you know go ahead. You know you don't want to. You don't want to ever. And I'll use the wrong words. Rip the client off. I tell all my clients something simple. Your project to me is exactly that. It's a project. What I want to do is I want to sell your grandchildren. I want to buy you. You should be buying for me a piece a day for the rest of your life. And then your children should be doing the same thing. And my father always believed better to have 5,000 customers who buy $1,000 a year from you than two customers who buy $2.5 million a year from you. You're much better off. And does... 
We'll take a quick break. You're listening, by the way, to the voice of Howard Wallace. He's an appliance wholesaler with Deb Sell. If you want to pick Howard's brain, you can do that by calling 514-790-0991. That's 790-0991. Star Talk, star 8255 on Bell Mobility. What keeps you up nights on the CJAD?